Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Cardinals fall to two and four. They lose 19 to a nine to the Seattle Seahawks yesterday on the road. Ugly in uh, every offensive facet. Defense played well. Uh, not good enough, though, and they do uh, lose once again to the Seahawks. Short week, Saints on Thursday. We open up the phone lines on Big Red Monday at 602-260-9870 to get your thoughts on what you took in and what you want to see. We start out with David in Phoenix here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. What's up, David? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, oops, sorry, just filling out the rest of my bingo card here. Give me one second. I <laughs> uh, just wanted to say that the offense is much worse than we thought. Um, Kyler mentioned that it's hard right now, and, and of course it's hard right now because every NFL team has figured the Cardinals out. It's just a matter of continuing to make changes, as, as Cliff would say. Um, and the defense has allowed 20 or less points in the last four games and only one win to show for it. Yeah. That's completely unacceptable. And one last thing or one last question, why keep a kicker if you're not going to use him? Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll get into Thank that you. as the show goes Thank on. You. Great stuff, David. Appreciate the uh, phone calls. Keep it rolling. Another call from Phoenix. Daniel's up next here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Well. Wonderful, man. So, I mean, I think for me, it trickles down to, to the leadership and the fact that they signed time and the coach to an extension. And I think they don't want to backtrack and admit that the fact that they were wrong. And that's why they keep letting this go on. Um the offense hasn't evolved. I mean, I don't know how many wide receiver screens I've seen this guy do the past three years. And I'd be waiting for him to at least fake it once and throw it deep. Fake, a, fake the wide receiver screen and send somebody deep. There's no evolution in his offense. And I think there's a little bit of racism involved. And I don't want to go there, but when, when, when Vance Joseph was having some issues with his defense because he didn't have the players to work with, people were real quick to go and call this guy for his job. And now this guy has more than what he needed on offense to get it fixed, and he hasn't done it. And nobody's saying nothing because they don't want to admit to the fact that they signed up to a five years extension to a guy that ain't doing the job right. And I think it's I think it's BS to yeah. be honest with you. Oh, that's and uh, yeah, and and you can't go go get Anna Vinatieri. Pay him a couple million dollars, get him back out of retirement. That guy's trash. The guys we have now. But thank you guys so much. God bless. You, Thanks, yeah, listen, I would love to see I, that would be a that would be a wrinkle to set up a team and make it look like you're throwing a wide receiver screen, and then that defense, I guarantee you, they're going to jump that route and then fake it and go long. That he's right about that. There is not there hasn't been evolution in this offense. No explosiveness at all. No, and so I I, I think it's pretty obvious what is happening in here, but but it can't go on forever. No, and, and again, going back to those six-game splits of the four years of Cliff and, and Kyler together, through six games, this year's version of the Cardinals has less passing games in their fir- passing yards in their first six games and less uh, running yards in their first six games than yeah. any other iteration of the Cardinals yeah. with those two together. Uh, 602-260-9870, the phone number. Adam is in Gilbert. He's up next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Adam, good morning. Morning, guys. Uh, love the show. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Uh, first, before I get into my three levels of failure of this organization, I want to say a shout out to the defense. Oh man, thank you for making it an interesting game and showing up. Um, Kyler Murray, holy crap! If his athletic ability and his talents are on the field, it's it's easy to see. But if he runs the ball, he can't hold on to the ball. It, now he's inaccurate, which is very uh, dumbfounded 
Yeah. But let's just go to Cliff because the only consistency I see with him is pretty much how to ruin the game or clock management or not running the playbook correctly or maybe he's on the wrong Madden playbook page. I have no idea. But Steve Kime not taking a hint from the football god and saying, hey, maybe this kicker isn't for you, but let's try him out anyway again. And maybe bid well at the start which is the third level of failure, is maybe he should finally decide that maybe his best friends aren't the best fit for this football team. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good day. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. I know a lot of people feel the same way Adam do on a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll get deeper into into the kicker situation and the frustration that goes along with that later on in the show. Uh, But want to squeeze in a couple more. Rick is in Gilbert. He's up next here on Arizona Sports. Hi, Rick. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I just want to say, man, this defense deserves a whole lot better than what they're getting right now. I mean, that's four games in a row that they've held opponents to 20 points or less. And I don't think 21 points is too high of a bar to expect from your offense. And if they can get that done, I mean, they're 4-0. But to me, it's just so frustrating being a sports fan in this town and not having any owners that are willing to do what it takes to win. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Adam. Yeah, that latter point is that's a, that's a point of contention with me. You know, I you know I've said this repeatedly. Bad owners can sink a sports town. It's it it it's absolute the absolute worst. I thought the Suns got a great reprieve with what is going down, and I never thought I'd be thinking about the Cardinals in those same kind of terms. Mm-hmm. But but the results speak for themselves. Yeah, and and just consider this. If not for a miracle fourth quarter in overtime in Las Vegas, this team is one in five. Yep. And how much louder is the noise there? That was a temporary band-aid. Yep. What we saw in Las Vegas. We, we feared it might be, hoped it wouldn't be, but that's what it is. That was the Hail Murray. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a miracle play that in the moment was really exciting. We thought it was going to send him one way, but it was actually the aberration. Mm-hmm. Uh, i got time for one more call. Let's go to uh, Scottsdale. Talk to Steve here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, the, the thing that I'm seeing is a lot of mistakes related to kind of a low football IQ. And some examples are that, of course, you know, you leave points on the board in obvious situations where um, you can make it a two-score game down to a one-score game. You have consistent time, manage- time management on the two-minute drill, both at the end of the games and at the end of half times. We saw that again yesterday. Uh, we see things like delay of game penalties out of a timeout on a two-point conversion to tie the game. And all of it is covered up. Many of these deficiencies are covered up by individual talent, like Kyler Murray making a great throw to A.J. Green. Um, I, I, I just want to point out, it's not so much the Jimmy and Joes when the stars shine, but the X's and O's of Cliff consistently are, are poor and, and bad. Uh, Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> uh, that was pretty much the tone I expected on a, on a bank of calls on, on this uh, Monday. A lot to chew on. Thanks for everybody who uh, called in. And uh, coming up next, we'll get into the Kyler Murray performance and the progression in year four of their big money quarterback. That is straight ahead on Big Red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Here we go! Quick Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! 
know, I thought he battled once again. Um, hung in there under duress at times, and there's some throws I'm sure he'd like to have back, but um, we have opportunities like that. As an offense collectively, we got to take advantage of it. It's Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Cardinals, talking with Paul Calvisi on the Cardinals Radio Network postgame yesterday after a 19-9 loss, and summing up the play of his quarterback, Kyler Murray, 23 of 37, 222 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, he reached that magic number, Bick, of 10, uh, 10 rushes. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, rarely do the Cardinals lose when he runs that much, and that yeah. was their second Stunning, time doing right? it. He's run for 100 yards twice in his career, and the Cardinals have lost both of lost those games. Lost both games. Yeah. Who would have thought that? I, like I said, that, that opening drive, until it bogged down late, I thought, okay, they finally realized, and, and the quarterback finally realized, I have to do this. Even on the play he fumbled on, you got to give him credit because he was going forward. He was not sliding. Now, he's got a, the next step in that is he has got to learn how to protect the football. Yeah, he loves just, that move oh, where he like holds it out. Holds in front it of him. out, okay, yeah. right, and all that stuff. He's he's got to be a little more buttoned up when it comes to that. So I give Kyler Murray credit for trying to to, to really make a difference with his feet. We know at times he seems reluctant to do that, but everything else around it it shouldn't be that. It should not have been that difficult to move the ball on the Seahawks defense. It just shouldn't have been. And everybody's seeing the same thing at halftime of the game yesterday. Howie Long. He came out and said, I, I don't get what I'm seeing here with this offense. And and for Dan Orlovsky this, uh, this morning, they have to address the cliff situation. Everybody in the national media is seeing the same things, and yet, and yet Cardinal fans are waiting. Where is the reaction? Where is the correction? Where is the improvement? Where is the commitment? How long is this going to go? How long are you going to continue to sell this to us as our future? And that's a big thing because you know you've got at some point in time you've got to sell tickets. At some point in time you've got to you know you got to own the scene in your own stadium. And and I just I'm I'm stunned it's even at this point to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it is. But but people when when things get this bad and they're, they're two and four, they're three and ten in their last thirteen games going back to last year. There are issues offensively. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And the rash reaction is fire everybody, bench the quarterback. The quarterback's not getting benched. If Kyler Murray's healthy, he's playing. Um, and we'll get into his his progression or lack thereof progression uh, in his career in, in just a second. What can change? And I don't think Cliff King- Kingsbury's getting fired. If this continues throughout the rest of the regular season, maybe that difficult decision is reached by Michael Bidwell at the end of the year. Yeah. Does it matter if uh, if the general manager doesn't change? I don't have faith that there would be much change in a, in a new head coach. What can change though is when you keep when you keep repeating something that's not working, working that is the definition of insanity. It is. And continuing to have Cliff Kingsbury call plays on Sundays is part of this problem. I think Cliff is in his own head, quite honestly. That's the way this offense looks right now. Last year, we had a very brief sample of what the operation can look like offensively when Cliff Kingsbury was not calling the plays. Sunday, A Sunday afternoon in Cleveland when Cliff Kingsbury was away from the team with COVID and Spencer Whipple called the plays. Yeah. Sometimes it just well. takes yeah. fresh eyes and a different perspective yes. because I think Cliff is tripping over himself in, in game day operations right now. 
Yeah, listen. Uh, so, so to me, uh, there's been a lot of mistakes uh, along the way. I, I think that um, you know I've said uh, repeatedly here there there are flaws in Cliff Kingsbury's persona as it relates to the job he is doing. You need an alpha male. You need somebody who can really lead in in bad times when adversity strikes. Who is going to be the voice that carries you out of darkness? All this kind of stuff. Um, then then you've got the the the, the folly of the plan in the very beginning, and that was to bring in this young quarterback and pair him with a head coach who had never done the job on the NFL level. In hindsight, that was wrong. In hindsight, but but see, this is what you, they've got to learn from because this quarterback, you owe him a lot of money. You've got to get him on a higher level. Yes, You've got to get him in a better place. You need to get him a, a, a different voice. And, and so that, to me, is what is what you have to look at if you own this football team. Not necessarily, oh man, I just signed this guy. I'm going to look so dumb. This is a you've got a massive investment in this quarterback who's got a ton of skill. Cliff Kingsbury has never been a good head coach. He wasn't a good head coach in college. So this is not that surprise. It was a it was a big swing, and in my opinion, it's been a big swing and a miss. But that's not all that surprising. Kyler Murray has got a ton of talent. So are you going to waste it, or are you going to find somebody else to try to pull it out of it? Yeah, but, I mean, go back to when this started. I was on board. Things were so bad in 2018, I was on board for an out-of-the-box hire. I think you were, too. And when you pair a college head coach who was a middling college head coach with an offensive mind, with a quarterback that... There was a ton of question marks about his ability to play in the league at the size that he is. When you pair them together, you expect growing pains. The growing pains should be over in year four. Mm -hmm. There was solid progression from year one to year two to year three, halfway through. And then they ran into a brick wall. And they keep running into the brick wall every week. So I'm not pinning this all on Cliff, and I'm not pinning this all on Kyler. But I've said it for two years, Bic. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious to see what... NFL Kyler Murray looks like under Kyle Shanahan in a different offense. I'm curious to know what Cliff Kingsbury's vision of an offense, you know, translating his success from college to to the pros, what it looks like with a different quarterback. Oh, whether wide receiver screens work with a different quarterback? Well, (laughs) no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Josh Rosen. There you go. I hear you. That's part of the frustration, don't you think, is that like by this time in year four, Kyler Murray on his own should be a special enough talent that he by it's unfair, but he you're like him by himself should be able to beat that terrible Seattle defense. Yeah. He should do enough to be able to carry this offense to score a couple touchdowns and win. So you don't you aren't seeing like the development where Kyler is consistently special every week. We saw that maybe for like one big stretch in his career, and that was the first, you know, seven to ten games last year. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He's otherworldly talented. But one of the things that's popped up this year more frequently, and and quite honestly it's concerning in year four, is the decision-making in the course of a play. Mm -hmm. For anybody that watched the Alabama-Tennessee game on on Saturday. Great game. Great game. Alabama loses. But to watch Bryce Young as a decision-maker at quarterback, he always makes the right decision in the heat of the moment. Yeah. That is not Kyler Murray's strength. 
No, it's no. You're absolutely right about that. You're right, and so so there are issues, and I do I, I do understand. I am sympathetic that that coaching him and pulling this out of Kyler Murray it, it's it's a hard task. It's not as simple as you might think. There have been there have been obvious hurdles with him, um, but but I do think they have to get him right. They've got no choice now, and he's got the skill. He's not Josh Rosen, so you need to get somebody who can get him right. And that, that, to me, is where I'm at with this whole thing. Now, could it change? If the Cardinals go out and lose this Thursday to the Saints, you got a 10-day break in between your next game. If you're 2-5 and five and you haven't won a home game in a year, there's going to be a, a, a great demand to fire the head coach. Give Vance Joseph a chance to save this season. Now, again, now but I. But if they don't have Hollywood Brown, uh-huh. that's an excuse. If they don't have Rodney well, Hudson still, okay. I mean, Justin Pugh. Right, but but again, it, it's what football teams are healthy. I know, again, I know, but that's what they've done with know, the good. The D Hop excuses lasted for two insanity. years now. Yeah. The it, good teams overcome, the bad teams make excuses about right. who they don't have. Uh, we were uh, sent this stat. This is. Kind of mind-blowing. The Cardinals' offense has played with a lead on only 10 of 426 offensive plays this season. That 2% rate is easily the lowest in the NFL. Goodness gracious. Thank you, Panthers. Yeah. (laughs) That was was the second half of the Panthers game, and that's it. Wow. Yeah. So, so again, it's it's it, the the idea of, and again, we we're, we're all assuming that these extensions are real. I'm sure they are. We don't know if there are any. We don't know the clauses. details of we it. We don't know the details of it. So we don't know how difficult this would be. But it, it, this is this is a mistake. This is clearly a mistake given both those guys' extensions. And and you're right too. If there was that much concern about the quarterback, none of them should have been extended. None of them. If no. they had that kind of concern about the quarterback, none of them should have been extended. Totally agree. Uh, just announced Adam Sandler is coming to Footprint Center. Sent that to you. Yeah. What? You know how many times I got sent that the other day? I know. That's why Tickets I go on sale at uh, 10 a.m. today, but you can win a pair now. Whoop de doo by heading to the contest page oh, at ArizonaSports.com. Uh, coming up next, Sarah Cazell will take us through the big stories of the day on this Whoop-de-doo. Big Red Monday with the Rush Hour Reboot. It's next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting, Arizona built for America's dreams. Welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot, everyone, here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on 98.7 FM on Arizona Sports. We are doing the Rush Hour Reboot. We get you caught up with the top stories of the day every single day at this time. I am Sarah Cazell with Dan Bickley. Hey. <laughs> Vince Murata. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> cute. The spirit just sucked out of us today. And Jarrett Carlin. Take your analytics and shove them right up your rectum. Right up your Jam it up. I'm t- three for three, people. Well done. Yeah, that's about the vibe here on Bickley Emirata Mornings today. And the Cardinals are two and four now. They sit last in the NFC West behind three, three and three teams with uh, yesterday's loss to the Seahawks, 19 to nine. No offensive touchdowns for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray was sacked six times. 
games. He completed 23 of 37 pass attempts, 222 yards, and an interception. He also rushed for 100 yards on 10 carries. Two big runs uh, in the first few plays of the game, 25 yards and 42 yards, um, but led to a field goal. Reporters asked Cliff Kingsbury what went wrong in the game. Uh, I, I have a feel for it, but not until you turn on the tape, really, can you see exactly how, how it went down. But there's certain things that, like I said, um, if I make a bad call, I know it immediately. And then there's certain things that we execute a certain way in practice that don't look the same out there. You know that uh, immediately as well. And here is Kyler Murray. Just making it hard. Just making it hard. You know, uh, I don't want to get into details, but um, it's just, like I said, it's tough right now. It just feels like we, we move the ball. And we, like I said, we get to a certain area, get a, get a you know, long first down. Next play was second and ten. That's tough. That's tough to do. It's tough to be in, you know, especially, um, it's just, like I said, we're, we're, we're not doing things right right now. You can very clearly hear the frustration in Kyler Murray's voice there. You can see it in our Twitter mentions. Cardinals fans are ticked. Probably the most frustrated they've been all season. Uh, what was most frustrating or or discouraging to you two about this game? After after wetting our appetite with that opening drive that resulted in a field goal, that absolutely nothing came after that. That's what that's what I just could not believe. And and for the defense to be balling out the way they are, another game where they held the opponent to less than twenty points. <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah. If somebody would have told me before the season that this defense would be doing this, first of all, I wouldn't have believed you. Right. And second of all, I'd say, Whoa, okay, good. Not this only football sure. team's gonna be six and one. Oh. But the way they've shackled really good opposing receivers. Two more yesterday did nothing. Did Cooper nothing. Cup was shut down. DJ Moore was shut down. Yeah. Devontae Adams did nothing against this team. Byron it, Murphy Jr. has been a superstar. He's been great. And to see some of the young players make uh, make plays yesterday was very, very satisfying. But yeah. it doesn't it doesn't come close to glazing over the frustration. The most frustrating big hit it. It's almost like they overcorrected. We gotta get points on this first drive. Let's put some wrinkles into that first drive and then we're like, all right, we got all a right, field let's goal. Go back to sleep. Now what? Yeah. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Ugh. All right, Dan Bickley, you spit fire in your column on ArizonaSports.com, as you tend to. I want to read how you let it off, though. The, the start of the column, which is front and center on our website right now, this was anything but a get-right game for Cliff Kingsbury and his fraudulent offense. This was a get-gone game. And following a 19-9 loss to the Seahawks on a beautiful Sunday in Seattle, only one relevant question remains to those still interested. Will owner Michael Bidwell recognize his head coach is so overmatched by NFL standards that he can't generate offense in week six of year four with a hand-picked franchise quarterback? Oh. Okay, so if Cliff Kingsbury was brought in, guys, to Arizona to be the guru, to be the offensive genius. Where's the guru? Yes, but he is proving not to be that person. Mm -hmm. Do you think his job can be saved by pulling a Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos and pulling in a game day manager or game day assistant to help out with that, the play calling? That, that's, that's a great point. To me, that's that's the compromise. That that if you that if the owner is going to look at this and say, I'm not giving up on this just yet, I think at the very least that's what you have to do. I think Vinny is dead on what he said. Cliff Kingsbury's in his own head calling plays. He's just he gets locked up. The higher the the, the higher the level 
the higher leverage situation, the worse it gets. The more mm. pressure is he's under, yeah. the, the more crazy some of this stuff looks. And again, I, there's some stuff that should just be ditched from this playbook, and, and yet it, they're not. So I'm, yeah, not a fan. Um, it all depends on what the belief is of the decision makers of the Cardinals. Is this a good offensive scheme that is just being hampered by bad play calling, or is it just a bad offense? Hmm. Because if it's just a bad offense, it doesn't matter who's calling the plays. Now, yes, they can execute those plays better. Um, I'm still leaning towards... I'd like to see it. Don't continue to do the same thing over and over again. Again, fresh eyes sometimes help a situation. Yeah, no, you you brought up that whole Spencer Whipple example from last year, and that was one of the things that came out of that game was, wow, did that that look good? Wow, that was... That was effective. Yes. And and again it's 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 not like other really good offensive minds haven't realized I'm the head coach. Mm-hmm. I yeah. need to step back from this and be more. Yeah. All right, let's quickly squeeze in some baseball postseason. The Padres took out the Dodgers in a wild scene on Saturday night. Yes, oh, was. my gosh. That was so crazy. It was pouring rain at Petco Park. Uh, crazy loud stadium. Everyone was dancing. People were bouncing pizza boxes on their heads to protect themselves from the rain. They took down the Dodgers. And uh, the Yankees survived against the Guardians yesterday. So we have a deciding game five today. And then the Phillies got past the Braves earlier as well. What are your big takeaways from this postseason been uh, so far? That the um, that the AL Championship Series might very well be the World Series this year. The National League is kind of uh, yeah, right. Um, I just take solace in the fact that the Los Angeles Dodgers, for the billions of dollars they have spent in the last fifteen years, they have one World Series title to show for that, and that was in a shortened season. Yeah, that was a lot of the refrain coming on social media on Saturday night was, hey, Dodgers, can we get one of those 60-game seasons again, please? <laughs> um, Do you see that with that one dude who was high-fiving all his Padre fans? Yes! And he looked up and there was a Dodger fan. Just flipped just him off. Right that in his was face. hilarious. The dramatic flip of the wrist, too. Look, oh, that was amazing. I don't think the San Diego Padres are exactly a likable team, but they're not the Dodgers, so that's a plus. Sure. Big takeaway for me is I think that the powers that be in Major League Baseball are probably having having some inner discussions about, you know what? We changed the format. We went to a best of three in the wild card. We gave those top two seeds a lot of time off, and it might be, it is certainly backfired in the uh-huh. National League. Is uh-huh. that coincidence, or is that something that we need to no, overcorrect? That's a great point, because you, you take baseball players out of the routine, it's hard to hard to get them back to what they were. I had a great, I had a great text from a from a Dodger fan who, who, was, who didn't like the fact that I was kind of poking fun of the Dodgers. His response to me was, I am going to unfollow you if you don't stop. I have already had two grilled cheese comfort sandwiches, and I'm all out of bread and cheese. Oh, <laughs> I came here to eat grilled cheese and kick ass, and I'm all out of bread and cheese. Oh, that's a sad place to be. Right. No more bread, no more cheese. Jeez, right. Wow, did he unfollow you, Bick? Uh, I don't. I think will you survive? Messing. Yeah, I will survive. I will survive. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks Sarah. All reboot and rush hour reboot. Uh, big stories of the day every morning at at 7.30. Coming up next, uh, before I tell you that, by the way, uh, we're giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul as he takes let uh, takes on legendary UFC champion Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com 
for complete details and for your chance to win, you can also text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, Amendola, you're our guy. Except when we need you to try a field goal. That was part of the difficulty and confusion yesterday with the Cardinals. And we'll get into it deeper straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The primetime giveaway from Arizona Sports. That is time for our primetime giveaway qualifier. Right now, we are looking for Brenda Martinez from Phoenix. Brenda, you've got 10 minutes to give us a call at 602-260-9870 to get your tickets to the Suns home opener and tickets to Thursday Night Football. If Brenda fails to do that, we'll open up the phone lines to someone else. If you didn't hear your name, you could still win by texting primetime to 620-620 and listen for your name during Wolf and Luke later today. Once again, Brenda Martinez starting the clock right now. You've got 10 minutes to give us a call at 602-260-9870. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. You know, with with our kidney situation, you know, that that played into it some. Uh, We're normally aggressive on fourth down, but Prater was here. You know, probably at least a couple of those would have kicked at that point. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is one of the fails of yesterday, if you ask me, Vinny. And that is, I, I hate to say I told you so. I hate people who say I told you so. But we talked about last week, this is the worst case scenario. Running it back with a kicker who is now who had cost two different teams two different games already this season mm-hmm. and hoping things will be a little better and on top of it carrying a fear that it won't that influences your game day decisions in a bad way and this was a football team compromised by its situation to place kicker yes matt amendola's presence on the roster going into this seattle game even though he kicked you know, missed the kick against philly that cost them a chance to go to overtime. Make of it what you will. Steve Kime went on this radio station on, on, on Friday with Burns and Gambo and said he was by far the most consistent kicker that was in those tryouts. But if you're bringing him back for round two, you have to be, put him in a situation to perform until he fails. He got the situation, kicked the, 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 the really short field goal to start mm-hmm. the game. And I think... Cliff Kingsbury's reticence to use him was kind of actually backed up by the fact that Matt Amendola missed an extra point on the Cardinals' only touchdown. That's right. He probably could have said, see, I told you so, we didn't have faith. But if you have that little faith in your kicker, why is he on the team at this point? Yeah, that that was my contention. My contention was after that miss that cost uh, the, the team a chance to tie and then win against an unbeaten Philadelphia team, in my experience, you have to cut ties right then and there because of all the bad mojo. That because this is your replacement kicker. This is a guy. This is a in case of emergency, break glass kind of deal. And and when that happened against the Eagles, conventional NFL wisdom is you move on. You just bring somebody different to the mix who isn't bringing that baggage. So he makes that first field goal, which was really less than an uh, an old school extra point. But but then to hook an extra point that was relatively uh, in, instrumental in all of it 
It it did. It justified all those fourth downs that the Cardinals felt compelled to go for. But again, you're down by 10, and you're looking at what is a chip shot field goal for most NFL kickers, and you're not attempting it. Man, that's a bad look. Oh, it's a bad, it's, it's bad a horrible look. look. Now, is that why they lost the game? No, but they still had chances to execute and convert on those fourth down plays, and they came up empty. But I mean, you know, moving past the kicker situation for for and and there's a chance with a short week, Matt Prater's not ready to go on Thursday either. By the mm-hmm. way, what do you do? Do you keep Matt Amendola? Do you have time to bring in kickers on a short week? Have they painted themselves into a corner there to go into three straight football games with a kicker you have no faith in? Time, just sign somebody else. Yeah. Right. Just, this was like, what, what, what this, you, this was Steve Kime on Friday with Burns and Gamble. Well, we had four kickers in the previous week, and um, he was the most consistent by far. Uh, you know, as far as accuracy and, and get off and those sort of things. So, um, you know, it's easy to just say, "Hey, let's just change out to change out." But now all of a sudden, you have a guy step in, and who knows? Potentially, he could be missing extra points and, and those sort of things. And there's something to be said, for, you know, in the NFL for timing and those sort of things with the snapper, the, the, the whole placeholder. Those those things, etc. So, uh, I just think it was in our best interest at, at this point to stay with the same guy. It is literally the one position in football. Well, there's two positions in football where you mm-hmm. can bring a guy in off the street and you don't have to teach him anything. Yeah, kicker right. and punter, and basically the long snapper too. But you know, now we're getting now we're getting generous. I, I, it it makes was, no sense to uh, me. It, and and I I respect what Steve Kime is saying there because in in theory there's some truth to that that it, that the more you rep a special teams unit the more comfortable they're going to be in in high leverage situations. But that kick that Matt Amendola missed against the Eagles had nothing to do with execution. Uh, uh, his it, his but own, I, yeah. But everything that got him to the kick was fine. The Cardinals kicking unit long snapper holder kicker. If one of those three things is disturbed, and this is pretty true for the last couple of years, they're not very productive. Done. Whether it's Aaron Brewer, who's gone, whether it's Andy Lee, who's not the holder, or whether it's Matt Prater not being the kicker, it just doesn't operate very but well. Cliff admitted in the soundbite you played that if they had their normal kicker, they'd be going for these kicks. Yes. Which tells you that they didn't trust the kicker. Absolutely. So why, if you don't trust the kicker, why are you keeping that particular kicker? That, that, that's, the, that's the breakdown here. And whoever, like, uh, whoever comes in to replace Matt Amendola may also miss. But there's at least potential for right, this that, guy to make some kicks. Whereas with Amendola, we already know what we have. Kimes quote about, while well, it's the unknown with the other kickers, the known <laughs> is, not good. is not good. Yeah. The unknown is actually a plus here. Right. There might be somebody out there who could make a kick. And to say it's not the reason they lost the game, their offense was not good. The red zone offense was not good, as always. Yes. But... But they missed three fourth downs, right? You four. Kick- they were one for five on fourth down. All right, so once, if they get three of those four, they kick three of those four, that's nine points plus the extra point, that's ten points. 19-19. Yeah, um, so that did force them to go for fourth downs. Cliff Kingsbury talked about on not converting on fourth down. You know, I think that fourth down hurt. You know, I felt like we, we needed to convert that. And for a reason after that, it just felt like we lost some confidence or whatever and didn't play very good from that point on. Um, Got to be able to convert those in that situation. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out and we didn't didn't recover well. Well, let's talk about that decision, Bick. Yeah. That first opportunity on a fourth down on the Cardinals' second drive of the game. 
that's the play on third down. They lost Justin Pugh to injury on fourth down. First play of the second quarter, um, they go for it, and that's where Kyler Murray short hopped Rondale Moore. I hated that decision in real time. Again, even in the situation where, all right, we don't have a lot of faith in you, Amendola, but you know, prove me wrong. Here's an opportunity to make a 38-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. You have to get for a team struggling so badly on offense to put points on the board. Right, you have to give them that opportunity. Well, and again, what kind of dysfunction is it that a GM is choosing, saying this is our best play at kicker, so we're keeping this guy, and yet the head coach has no confidence in him, and it affects his game and his game day decisions. Definitely a separation in thinking oh, there. That's it's uh, crazy. And then there's the Greg. What a Dorch. He had four snaps yesterday. Four. How does that happen? He looks so productive and so good. Why is he phased out of the game plan? Because they used him effectively and then Rondell Moore is back. So, I mean, is there a limit on how many snaps a, a, a small wide receiver can play in this offense? Well, for the Cardinals. I thought Greg Dortch was used a lot more effectively yeah. than how they've used Rondell Moore so far. Um, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Jarrett, have we had a call Shout from out, Brenda Jared. Martinez No, Brenda yet. Martinez, you have about a minute? You have one minute Come and on, Brenda. 40, 35 seconds right now to give us a call at 602-260-9870. If you know Brenda, tell her to call 602-260-9870. If not, after the blast... We'll open up the phone lines for somebody else to jump in and steal Brenda's prize. Yeah, the blast is next on this Big Red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.